الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله ولي الذين آمنوا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم In life we often spend ample time seeking and developing friendships in life we often spend a significant amount of time in seeking and developing friendships now perhaps today it's a little bit easier you can befriend someone simply at the click of a button but in order to develop a true friendship with someone a person has to spend a good amount of time and in seeking that friendship or in establishing that friendship a person will always look for various qualities in their companions so for instance a good friend would be someone who is generous someone who's willing to give more so than take the quality of a good friend would be for instance someone who shows support if a person is in need is in need of assistance is in need of help then a good friend is someone who shows support we look for qualities of patience if someone shows patience displays patience then that's a quality that is attractive in the relationship known as friendship there's one quality that you will never find in a friend there's one quality you will never find in a friend of this world and that quality is unconditional love no matter who your friends are in this world no matter who your associates are in this world your acquaintances no matter who you may have a relationship with in this with in this world no one will possess the quality of unconditional love why why is it that a friend is unable to possess this quality because the human being can only take a certain degree of transgression a certain degree of wronging this is the way the human being is it's not possible for a human being to continue to be oppressed continue to be transgressed and yet that person still provide a love toward another being You might wrong someone once in this world, they might overlook it. You might wrong your friend twice or three times in this world and maybe they'll overlook it. 
But by the 50th time, the 51st time, by the 100th time, there is no way. There's no way that friend will be able to overlook the wrongs that you had done to them. If your friend is the one who's paying for every single meal, the first meal, the second meal, the third meal, the fourth time you go out, maybe they'll let it go. But by the 50th time, the 100th time, they're going to expect that you contribute as well. It's impossible for a friend to have this unconditional love for you such that they're always willing to be the one that pays. You can take your friend's car out and if every single time you borrowed your friend's car, you crashed it, there'll come a point where your friend will say, enough is enough. Enough is enough. You're not taking this seriously. So, this is the way friendship works. Friends have many good qualities. But the one quality that no friend will ever have is unconditional love. It's just not possible. You will not be able to find someone in this world that will provide you with unconditional love. The love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for each one of us, the love that Allah ta'ala has for each one of us is unconditional. The love that Allah Ta'ala has for each one of us, despite His grandeur, despite His majesty, despite His superiority over every single piece of His creation, despite that, despite that there is nothing in common between Allah Ta'ala and us, everything is different. Despite the fact that we shouldn't even, we don't even deserve to be able to interface or interact with Allah Ta'ala. Because He is that supreme. Despite that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as great as He is, as majestic as He is, as superior as He is, despite all of that, Allah ta'ala's love for the believers is unconditional. Allah ta'ala's love for the believers is unconditional. Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an that He is the protecting friend of the believers. And no matter what quality a believer possesses, you'll find in various places in the Qur'an that Allah Ta'ala loves them. Allah Ta'ala loves those that are patient. Allah Ta'ala loves those that are God consciousness. So no matter what quality a person possesses, Allah Ta'ala's love for His believers is unconditional. It's unconditional. Wallahu waliyul mu'mineen. Allah Ta'ala says that He is the protecting friend of the believers. Allah Ta'ala says that He is the protecting friend of the believers. And what's so amazing about this relationship is that the desire that Allah Ta'ala has for us to succeed is far greater than anyone's desire for us to succeed. It's far greater than the desire of our parents for us to succeed. 
you know, we, we sometimes think that our parents, there's no one that loves us more than our parents. There's no one that wants what's best for us or what's good for us more than our parents. And yet Allah Ta'ala surpasses that. Sometimes we think that there's no one that wants what's best for us more than our children. Our children are who want what's best for us, or our wife, or our husband. But yet Allah Ta'ala's love is unconditional. He desires what's best for every single one of His believers. More than a parent, more than a coach, more than a teacher, more than a mentor. If only we would come to realize how much Allah Ta'ala loved all of us we would be stuck in reflection until the day we passed away. At times it think, we think that because we have transgressed against Allah in some way, because of some major or some minor sin that we performed, or because of some distance that we've created with our Creator, that we've lost this love of Allah Ta'ala, but we've never actually lost it. We've never actually lost it. Allah Ta'ala loves the believers and we should always remember this. This is why it comes in hadith which highlights how much Allah Ta'ala wants us to succeed. The Prophet said that in this world Allah Ta'ala has only displayed 1% of His mercy. If you were to count up all of the interactions of, of mercy in this world, whether it be the mercy that every mother that has ever walked on the face of this earth has toward her child, or every child that has ever walked on the face of this earth toward their parent, or every teacher toward their student, or every student toward their teacher, whatever the relationship might be, if you were to add up all of that since the beginning of time until the end of time, and all of that being a reflection of Allah's mercy, only 1% has been displayed in this world. And Allah Ta'ala has saved 99% of it for the Day of Judgment. Imagine how much He wants us to succeed. How much He wants us to enter into Jannah. How much He wants to overlook our faults and our mistakes, not only in this world, but even when we have to stand before Him on the Day of Judgment. In another hadith, the Prophet once there was a woman who had lost her child and she was scrambling, looking around, trying to find her child and the Prophet ﷺ was with the Sahaba and eventually after an extended period of time she finally had found her child and she took her child and she brought her child to her chest. Now imagine the difficulty that a mother endures when she loses her child. It's near impossible to imagine. Even if it's just for two or three days, there's a, a missing child, for instance. The difficulty that the mother is going through, there's no, perhaps no greater difficulty in the world. Because there's such a tight bond created between the mother and the child. Now imagine if that mother then finds the child how happy she must be, how thrilled she must be, how, how uh, emotional that moment must be. Not only will she be crying, but the entire community, if entire city will cry, watching the mother hug that lost child and hold on to her. That's how much mercy is involved in that relationship, and that's how much love is intrinsically in that relationship. 
the Prophet وسلم, upon seeing this with the Sahaba, asked the Sahaba, his companions, عنهم, that you've seen this, do you think that this mother would now be able to throw this child into a fire? Would this mother be able to now throw this child into a fire? And the Sahaba who said, No way. How is that possible? I mean, it's one thing that for a mother to even consider throwing her child into a fire when the child was never lost to begin with. There's no, I mean, even that we can't even fathom. It's, it's just impossible. We just wouldn't, no one could imagine that. A mother, if you ask a mother, she would, no way she'd be able to do this. Her child is the most precious thing she has. And then now on top of that, if a mother then loses her child, and then she finds her child and she embraces her child, that thought would never cross the mother's mind. And if somebody were to bring it up, that mother would yell at that person for even bringing up that sort of an idea. What kind of a thought is that? And she would hug the child and embrace the child and say, you're never leaving my side. Forget the fire. You're not even going to leave my sight. That's how much my love is for you. That's how much I would never want any harm to come to you, let alone me bringing that harm onto you by putting you into the fire. So the Sahaba said, no, it's impossible. How, how is that even possible? How could one do something like that, especially in this particular circumstance? Prophet ﷺ turned to the Sahaba and he said, No, full well, that it is more difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to throw his servants into the fire of hell than for than it is for this mother to throw her son, to throw her child into the fire of hell. It is more difficult for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put his servants or push his servants toward the fire. And for this mother to do so. This is how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. This is how much He wants what's best for us. I mean, think about it. What is Laylatul Qadr, the night of power? Why did Allah ta'ala have to give us Laylatul Qadr? I mean, what was the need? Why does Allah Ta'ala have to create a night that is in quantity greater than 80 plus years of worship? Why is that even necessary? Why would Allah Ta'ala have to do that? One day should be one day. One day of worship should equate to one day of worship. You know, one, one day of salah should equate to one day of salah. One day of istighfar and tawbah should equate to one day of istighfar and tawbah. Why is it that Allah Ta'ala sent us the night of power, Laylatul Qadr. Because He wants what's best for us. A person can transgress for the average lifespan now is roughly 80 years. Roughly 80 years is the average lifespan. A person can spend 80 years transgressing against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yet that person on one day, one night can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that'll equate to their 80 years of transgression. Merciful is our Lord. He wants what's best for us. He wants us to succeed. He didn't just create one Laylatul Qadr per century. That would have been sufficient. Because on average, one group of people will live through one century or most of one century. 
It would have been sufficient that Allah Ta'ala said that Laylatul Qadr will come every 80 years because it's possible that you're going to turn against me for 80 years. I'll give you that one special day or one special night in your lifetime where you can turn back to me and earn those 83 years back. That would have been sufficient. There's nothing binding on Allah Ta'ala to give us more than that. And yet Allah Ta'ala every single year gives us the opportunity to earn 80 some plus years of worship and attention of Allah and closeness to Allah and spiritual progression and tawbah and istighfar. Amazing. Every single year this opportunity is given. This is simply a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for you and I. He wants what's best for us. He wants us to succeed. Even those of us that have transgressed against ourselves. He wants us to succeed more than anyone else. Even in those select few times where it appears as if Allah Ta'ala is being stern with the believers. It is purely out of His love. It's purely out of His love. Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an, Surah Al-Takweer, asks a question to us. And one could say that this is a very firm question. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us, فَأَيْنَ تَذْهَبُونَ where are you going? Where are you going? What are you doing with your life? I created you. I am sustaining you. I'm providing for you. I've made crystal clear this path for you, which is to recognize my greatness, worship me, and then come back to me. And yet you're going in a thousand other directions, chasing all of the, the the false vanities of this world. Even in that stern voice, Allah Ta'ala is saying, فَأَيْنَ تَذْهَبُونَ Where are you going? It's this, this concern that's in the statement that, you know, it would have been sufficient for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to say, what are you doing? Stop! It's clear. You're, I've made it clear to you what you need to do. I've made it clear to you that this is your path. I've made it clear to you that, you're, that this messenger I've sent to you is for you, to guide you, to bring you back to me. I've made it clear to you. What are you doing? Stop it. Cut it out. Leave it. Leave, stop what you've been pursuing. Enough is enough. This is so clear. I've created you for this purpose and you haven't been able to fulfill it. What are you up to? What's wrong with you? That's what, that's, that would have been completely justified if Allah Ta'ala took that approach. But his love for us is so strong that even in his sternest words, there's this concern. It's as if Allah Ta'ala is himself descending down and grabbing us like a concerned friend and looking at us and shaking us and saying, what are you doing with your life? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Get back on track. Where are you going? Allah Ta'ala says in the next surah, when he addresses creation and he says, Ya ayyuhal insan Again, just the If the I don't even know how to explain it Just the The love that's in these statements As stern as they may be As reprimanding as they may seem He says Ya ayyuhal insan Oh my creation Oh my servants Oh people 
ما غرك بربك الكريم What seduces you away from your generous Lord? What is it? What's pulling you away? ما غرك بربك الكريم I created you with such delicacy when there was no one that was able to create. And I've polished you with such detail when no one else was able to polish you. I fed you when you had no source of nourishment, clothed you when you had no source of clothing, protected you when you had no source of protection. Ultimately, you will return back to me. Ultimately, you will stand before me Ultimately, I want to personally, personally show you your entryway into Jannah. مَا غَرَّكَ بِرَبِّكَ الْكَرِيمِ What takes you away from your Lord? What is it? What, what's so special about the, the things of this world? What is it? Is it, the, is it the money that's attracting you? It's just, that's just paper. It's just going to disappear. It's a bunch of numbers. You hit delete and they'll, you, could, you can go from millions to nothing and just... In, Moments worth of time. What is it? Is it fame that attracts you? So what? 30, 40, 50, 60 years of fame compared to thousands or millions of years of happiness in the hereafter? Is that what seduces you and takes you away from your generous Lord who loves you, cares about you, has a deep concern for you and has unconditional love for you? Is that, is that what's taking you away? What is it? What is it that takes you away from your Lord? Why is there anything that's competing with your Lord? Why is there anything <coughs> that competes with me? Even in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's stern verses, such a deep concern for us, with the ultimate purpose being that we succeed. What an amazing friend we have. What an amazing friend we have. If only we were to recognize it, cherish it, and ultimately work toward reciprocating it. Wallahu aliyyul mu'mineen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you united tawfiq to recognize his greatness and his mastery. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us his friendship, his love, his protection. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us his gardens in the day of judgment. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.